Ding! Perfect! Good evening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of the show. Welcome, Outcast. How's it going, weirdo? Let me take a look at the calendar here. It's not Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That can mean only one thing. It's like starting a lawnmower. It's a weekend, Stormy. It's a strange weekend, Stormy. It's a weekend, Stormy. And just like that, it's over. If you listen to this show, you know that I believe that Tucker Carlson has essentially stolen Andy Rooney's act. And because Andy Rooney is no longer with us, he can't say anything about it. He has the same inflection, the same tenor, if you will. Sounds exactly like Andy Rooney. And I do have at least one listener who is uh, taking on the part of Tucker Rooney, as I call him, and sends me an email occasionally with a picture of Andy Rooney. And well, you know it, he sent me one today. This is from Tucker Rooney, one of the listeners. Hi, I'm Tucker Rooney. I'm back from the dead to disgorge some more discontent. Klaus Schwab reminds me of a character from Cabaret. You know, the part where the Nazi youth content is singing The World Belongs to Me? I wonder why the deep state went on with this uncivilized caricature and not a friendly cartoon character like a mouse wearing a hat. Did you ever wonder why? Stealing cheese is a mouse's proclivity, not unlike Anal Schwab stealing the world for his satanic brothers. We all know how this movie ends. Maybe we can fast forward to the end of the movie where the good guys win and the bad guys get their just rewards. This is Tucker Rooney signing off. That's a coincidence because my lead story tonight deals with Anal Schwab and the CEO of Pfizer, dude by the name of Brulia. And that leads me to another piece of good news, my friend. I have a brand new character to introduce to the show. His name is Count Brulia. He is a caricature of Albert Brulia, the CEO of Pfizer. He will be introduced shortly. From Steve Watson, Klaus Schwab cozies up with head of Pfizer as they condemn conspiracy people and anti-vaxxers. Picture this, if you will. Picture this. Klaus Schwab, Albert Brulia, the head CEO of Pfizer, on the same stage talking about them being persecuted by us, the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> oh my goodness at the ongoing globalist world economic forum gathering of elitists in Davos, Switzerland Bond villain wannabe Klaus Schwab and Pfizer CEO Count Brulia sat down to discuss their groundbreaking plans to distribute vaccines globally while attacking those they deserve as conspiracy people and anti-vaxxers who resist Brulia told Schwab that his company has ensured governments in Europe and the United States they will continue to protect pharmaceutical companies against lawsuits if vaccines they sell are not working out well. Said Count Brulia, Blah! I'm Count Brulia! I don't want to drink your blood. I just want to inject you with my alleged graphene oxide nanobots and spike proteins as with any other medicine for example we don't need anyone to do anything with liabilities but with a vaccine we know there'll be a very blah 
frantic group of anti-vaxxers that would go after us no matter what. Fortunately, I only come out at night because I can stand the light. I can stand the light of God. At night, I go into my coffin and come out when the sun sets and begin to mix my potion. Blah! I am Kabruya! He continued, they will claim that the sun didn't go down because people were vaccinated and created issues with the crop. So I am suing you. Blah. And one thing, it is to sue in the U.S. Another thing, to sue in a country where the legal system is not set up to the standards of Switzerland. So, blah. I think this is behind us. Everything went okay, and I think we can move on. And I see the sun beginning to rise, so I will head into my coffin for the night and come out and come up with more sorceries, pharmacia, and demonic potions. Blah! I am Count Brulia. Anal Schwab chimed in saying, we must pay close attention. I think we were both targets of the anti-vaccine movements and conspiracy people claiming that I had triple. I wondered what it was. Triple COVID. I think you get hundreds of thousands of clicks and so on. Schwab added to which Bruya sarcastically replied, I read one day I was arrested by the FBI, but I was not. Blah! Same happened to me. Wait, I'm sounding like him. The Pfizer head continued, and there are pictures of me in the FBI offices. I don't know how. The surprising thing is that it's the same publication. So we're in good company, Schwab laughed. Oh, the persecution of men who do good. Could the conspiracy people, these two ghouls, describe here be the same people who are concerned about Brulia and Schwab's fantasies of ingestible computer chips? That signal to authorities when a drug has been digested? Pfizer CEO Albert Count Brulia explains Pfizer's new tech to Davos crowd. He calls them ingestible pills. A pill with a tiny chip that sends a wireless signal to relevant authorities. When the pharmaceutical has been digested, imagine the compliance. Blah! Whew! Man, that's exhausting. I had an email from a listener who said, you know, you ought to do an audio book of your book, Morningstar's Tale. And I thought, yeah. I've been thinking about it for quite a while. I don't know whether to rent out a studio or purchase some equipment and do it myself, but I thought tonight as a treat, I would read a little bit of the book to you. And if you do head over to Morningstar's Tale, T-A-L-E dot com, you'll find the book. It's available on Amazon. There is a link. And I do have the preface and a chapter preview. And uh, tonight, your second treat is, is that true? Okay. Al Pacino is going to read the preface. So Al, oh, I like that. I'm going to read the preface, which means that which happened before that. This is the book, right? Morning Star's Tale. I like that. I played the devil in The Devil's Advocate. He's an absentee landlord, Kevin. Oh, I like that pen. Can I have that? I like anything black. Although my girlfriend's white. She's 28. I don't know what I'm going to do with her. I know one thing I'm not going to do. Can't do that anymore. Even that Pfizer Viagra don't work for me. Whew. All right, let's open up the book and read. Morningstar's Tale Preface. Recently, Lucifer Morningstar revealed the mysteries of his occultic kingdom, including the physical and spiritual laws that govern the universe. Hooyah! Knowing the vast majority of humans would reject his uncomfortable truth, the father of lies proceeded to write a book revealing the history and the hidden secrets of antiquity. When asked about his motivation for such an endeavor, Lucifer scornfully laughed and replied, 
It's an experiment for my own twisted amusement. As he predicted, the reception for Morningstar's tale was met with universal scorn, ridicule, and derision. Summarily dismissed as the rantings of an uh, madman. Ooh, I like that. Ironically, his only honest revelation was relegated to the dustbin of failed novels. Morningstar was delighted. Hooyah! Eleven minutes into the show, and my voice is officially shot. Okay, chapter preview, and I'm doing this for my uh, uh, friend who always emails me after the first segment. I always trigger him because he's a uh, he's a big globe guy. Anyway, here's a chapter preview of Morningstar's Tale, available at Amazon, and there is a link at MorningstarsTale.com. If you enjoy the show, buy the book so I don't quit. Planet Earth isn't. And we begin with a quote from Frederick Nietzsche. Quote, sometimes people don't want to hear the truth because they don't want their illusions destroyed. These are the words of Lucifer. He is the narrator of Morningstar's tale. That is Lucifer Morningstar. Here's what he says. The illusion of planet Earth remains one of my favorite deceptions. Truth be told, and I rarely do, my Earth is flat with a sea firmament dome above and a diamond-shaped underworld below. It's the floor of the universe, ground zero for the first heaven of the third dimension. My flat Earth and the North Star, Polaris, are the only two fixed heavenly bodies in the universe. Take a deep breath. Nothing is as it seems. The Book of Enoch, chapter 18, verse 2. I surveyed the stone which supports the corners of the Earth. Psalms chapter 104 verse 5. He set the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. It's not the high-def digital clarity that holds the key to deception. Rather, it's the lens of perception through which your eyes view the temporal reality. In this case, the camera lens brings the lie into focus. There's no denying that videos taken from above distinctly show the earth's curvature. However, the only curvature is in the fisheye lens of the camera. It's not the Earth that has curvature, but the lens itself creating the illusion of curvature. Like a mirage rising off a desert highway in the middle of the summer, these ultra-wide lenses produce a strong visual distortion, all the while creating a wide panoramic hemispherical image, like when a fisheye lens is tilted up or down in relation to the horizon. The result is the illusion of curvature. Tilting it down creates an orb-curved effect, panning the shot from a low-orbit position above to the flat Earth displays the mirage of an orb-curved effect. You've been programmed to believe that you live on a magical rotating ball with a circumference of 24,901 miles. If this were true, then logically the ball would have curvature. To save time, here's the Pythagorean curvature equation. Based on the fictional round Earth circumference of 24,901 miles, 8 inches times the distance square. 1 mile equals 8 inch of curvature, 2 miles, 32 inches, 5 miles, 16.6 feet, 10 miles, 66.6 feet of curvature, and 20 miles, 266.6 feet of curvature. For example, about 10 miles offshore should be 60.6 feet under eye level or below the visible horizon. It's not. On my flat earth, the horizon always rises to your eye level, whether standing on a beach or the roof of an oceanfront high-rise. That's because it's flat. What you believe to be the earth's curvature is actually the vanishing line of perception from your point of view. The flat horizon changes in relation to your vantage point, whether viewed from ground level or a commercial jet at 35,000 feet, each flat horizon will have a different line of perspective. Let's examine the flight routes from Frankfurt, Germany to Montreal and San Jose. Frankfurt, Germany is located at a latitude of 50.11 degrees north. Montreal, 45.50, and San Jose, California, 37.33. On a ball Earth, 
If the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, then logically the shortest, fastest, and most economical flight route from Frankfurt to Montreal and San Jose is in a southwesterly direction. However, the flight route to San Jose makes absolutely no sense. Why would a flight departing Frankfurt fly in a northwesterly direction and then cruise along the Arctic Circle before changing course to the southwest? Completely illogical. Unless the flight path is a deception. As a matter of fact, the flight track appears to cross Greenland's largest city, Nook, at a latitude of 64.18 degrees north. So a flight departing from a latitude of 50.11 travels approximately 14 degrees northwest before heading southwest to its final destination at 37.33 degrees. Does that make any sense at all? It does when you re-examine the flight routes in reference to a flat earth map. For argument's sake, I recommend Gleason's new standard map of the world. As you'll see, the Frankfurt to Montreal flight route is similar on a flat earth. However, the shortest distance from Frankfurt to San Jose is a straight line over Greenland to San Jose. The bell curve on the ball earth flight route is fiction because San Jose is 2,521 miles west of Montreal. The shortest distance from Frankfurt to San Jose is in a northwesterly direction. In other words, on the flat earth map, San Jose is on the other side of Frankfurt. A boat disappearing over the vanishing line of perspective will come back into view through a pair of binoculars. An impossibility if the earth were a ball. And there's a reason they call it sea level. Water will always find its lever. To believe the heliocentric spinning ball theory, you must first believe the water surface is in the shape of what's underneath. If the Earth was a ball, jets would have to compensate for the curvature with a constant downward trajectory. Otherwise, they would crash into the water firmament dome. In truth, jets fly level to the ground because there isn't any curvature. The artificial horizon instrument in the cockpit of a jet indicates whether the pilot is flying level to the horizon. This gauge is a mechanical gyroscope without a single internal electro electrical component, adjusting itself into an upright position indicating a level flight in relation to the ground. Therefore, if a jet followed the true curvature of the fictional Earth ball, the artificial horizon would roll back to reflect curvature. It doesn't. The constant flat line on the artificial horizon instrument proves the horizon's always flat. In addition, the sundial, periscope, and lighthouse could not function on a round spinning ball. Job chapter 38 verses 4 to 7. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings? And who laid the cornerstone? You can find this chapter, which I haven't finished, at MorningStarsTale.com. It's also where you can find a link to the book, Morning Stars Tale. If you believe in the show, buy the book. If you don't, buy the book. Buy the book. Don't take the booster. The perfect storm! Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. 
Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. And one of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime fighting, political science analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti cicada agenda. I'm a born again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. Fuck you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. continue reading from the chapter preview these are the words of lucifer morningstar the narrator the evolutionary heliocentric theory states that you live on a spinning ball rotating at 1000 miles per hour simultaneously this fictional earth ball is traveling around a burning sun ball at 66,000 miles per hour as the Sun and other ball planets orbit the Milky Way galaxy at 486,000 miles per hour. These heavenly bodies within the Milky Way galaxy are collectively expanding from the original Big Bang at 670 million miles per hour. The foundational belief of the Big Bang theory is... Wait for it. Two dots collided. <laughs> I love the childlike evolutionary faith you have in Darwin. Your indoctrination began in kindergarten, focusing your innocent, impressionable eyes on the ubiquitous fictional ball. So thorough was your brainwashing. You believe a magical, invisible force called gravity makes the oceans, buildings, and people stick to the fictional round ball, all the while spinning faster than the speed of sound. Gravity is why people in Australia don't fall off the earth. Truth be told, and I do on occasion, gravity doesn't exist. Rather, it's a question of density. If it's lighter than air, it rises. If it's heavier than air, it falls. A helium balloon rises because it's lighter than the atmosphere. 
Those who adhere to the illusion of gravity believe it's powerful enough to conform the oceans to the planet. Oh, there is none. And simultaneously weak enough for a butterfly to stay aloft. Gravity must be believed or the spinning ball heliocentric model, wait for it, falls flat. Here's another example of the cosmos hiding in plain sight. You've been indoctrinated to believe the sky and the ocean get their blue color from the white sunlight reflecting off the oceans. In truth, I love that phrase, in truth, the sky and oceans get their blue color from the localized sun illuminating a singular encased sea firmament dome 3,500 miles above the surface of the flat earth, spanning 360 degrees around my flat earth. The sun and the moon are positioned below the water firmament dome, rotating in a clockwise motion above the flat earth. The water firmament dome divides the mortal first heaven of the third dimension and the eternal second heaven of the fourth dimension, which is the abode of rulers, authorities, and mighty powers of darkness. My kingdom is seated in the second heaven of the fourth dimension. The book of secrets, well, the book of secrets of Enoch 1 and 2, and those men took me and led me up to the second heaven and showed me darkness greater than any earthly darkness. And there I saw prisoners hang, watch, awaiting the great and boundless judgment. And these angels were dark looking, more than earthly darkness, and incessantly making weeping through all hours. And I said to the men who were with me, wherefore are these incessantly tortured? They answered me, these are God's apostates who obeyed not God's commands, but took counsel with their own will and turned away from their prince, who is also fastened on the fifth heaven. We'll now take a five-minute break to reset your theology. Genesis chapter 1, verses 6 to 8, God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the water from the water. And so it was so. And God made the space to separate the waters from above and below. And God called the space sky. Genesis chapter 7, verse 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, on the same day were all the foundations of the deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. These windows of heaven are the watergate portals affixed to the water firmament dome. Images live below the sealed dome containing a vast ocean. The book of Enoch Chapter 53, verses 8 to 11. All the waters which are in heaven and above shall mix together. The water which is above heaven shall be the agent, and the water which is under the earth the recipient. And all shall be destroyed who dwell upon the earth and who dwell under the extremities of heaven. By these means shall they understand the iniquity which they have committed on earth, and by these means shall they perish. Job Chapter 34, verse 18. Hast thou with him spread out the sky, which is strong as a molten gas? Another satanic deception is the fiction of planets. Millions of spinning balls rotating around millions of spinning star balls. Here's the truth. Still sounds strange. The planets and stars are a collective of habitations, and a habitation in itself of angelic beings known as the luminaries and stones of fire. They're alive. The perfect storm. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's one, Rad. Consistent results when used for heart problems. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious that if he hadn't made it to the hospital in time, he would have died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. 
After researching alternatives, he tried Extendivite. While taking Extendivite, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Extendivite. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. during the break going a little heavy on the flat earth tonight because there's nothing i want to talk about i don't want to talk about what's going on in texas the left versus the right i don't care about people yelling at each other i'm over it so let's talk a little bit about my favorite subject the one that annoys so many people but it is my show right uh, talking about flat earth tonight and the documentary the next level is really good. Uh, it's featuring a lot of prominent flat earthers. In this particular clip, uh, they begin by talking about what we discussed earlier, the fisheye lens, the Red Bull jump, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Let's give it a listen. Go ahead, Mike. 1923, a fisheye lens was invented. So these space agencies had a heads up already. And the fisheye lens was originally, I think, $27,000 to purchase. And this is in 1923. I mean, today that's about, what, 100 grand, 200 grand equivalent in cost. And people will tell me, Hitler, I, I'll give you that. NASA is a lying government entity, right? But what about Red Bull? Red Bull is just an energy drink. And I saw Felix Baumgartner jump out of the space capsule. Flat Earthers did a great job 
of debunking that is, of course, it's a fisheye lens. It's not even a question. What most people don't know is that Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, the science priest of modern day, that everybody loves and they listen to him. Oh, he's so smart. Well, he is a smart man in the sense of he knows that we debunk the shit out of that. And that dude who jumped out of a perfectly good balloon, Felix Bumgardner, edge of space jump. Now, you know, I don't, it's, he wants to, I don't have a problem if he does it, but the, the honesty of it would greatly diminish what I think people thought he was actually doing. And not only that, they made sure to photograph him standing there with a really wide angle lens, which curves horizontal lines. So in the photo, you see this curvature of Earth's surface, and he's like, wow, he's in space, look at that. No, he's not. At that height, you don't see, you don't see the curvature of the Earth. It is, you just don't. That stuff is flat. so much pressure on Neil deGrasse Tyson to come clean. He had to be exposed. Felix Baumgartner, that's a complete fisheye lens. There's no curvature at all on this earth, let alone they're trying to sell it as 20, 20, 23 miles up, there's curvature. Even though people will sit there and swear they saw curvature out of an airplane 10 miles high, you know, okay. So your priest, Neil deGrasse Tyson, admits 23 miles up, no curve. How do you feel about that? All right, maybe you say that's no big deal. Okay. Even though Felix Baumgartner himself said he could see the curvature of the earth. It's almost overwhelming. When you're standing there in a pressure suit, the only thing that you hear is yourself breathing. You can see the curvative of the Earth. You can see the sky is totally black. You can see the curvative of the Earth. You can see the curvative of the Earth. You can see the curvative of the Earth. That's 120,000 feet, four times higher than most passenger planes fly. So that should make you go, hmm, right away, what's going on here? Who's lying, right? But you don't think there's an agenda here? You don't think people are lying here? Fast forwarding to recently, Richard Branson... Mr. Billionaire himself. Officially the first billionaire to travel to space, Sir Richard Branson. So you go 63 miles up, you would all probably assume that, of course, you could see this giant curve of Earth. You're 63 miles up. Richard Branson supposedly goes up 63 miles, even though it's nothing but fisheye lens footage. We expose that. Here comes Neil deGrasse Tyson again. Damage control time. Oh, by the way, you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you. Do you know how high up above the earth he was? No. So if you take a 63 globe, miles. Oh, yeah, tell you what. So take a schoolroom globe and ask how high above it is he? So he's about two millimeters above the surface of a schoolroom globe. Mm, so nobody has seen the curvature of the earth from that height. Just, right. I just want to make that clear. You can't see the curve out of an airplane. Right? 10 miles. You agree? I hope you agree so far. Okay. So 10 miles up, no curve. Red Bull, 23 miles up, no curve. Branson, 63 miles up, no curve. So where is this curve at that you swear by? Because if you live on a ball, I don't care how big the ball is, it could be four times the size of what they told us. You would still see a physical curve at some point. That's what the horizon's supposed to be. That's what, that's how the sun is going. I mean, there's a curve of the earth. All these theories involved with the curve of the earth get thrown out the window. That's, that's, um, you know, that, 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 that's what happens with a new company. This is the fiction section. Fiction means it's a made up story. Oh, hey, Elmo, I bet we can find your Galactic Gale comic book here. We all know who our enemies are. They are called the globalists with their false idol that they give children on the teacher's table at kindergarten, the false globe of the global agenda. People are just deceived. 
I mean, I grew up from kindergarten. Here's a globe. My kids, you know, they graduated from kindergarten and it was a freaking globe. They gave them a globe at graduation to take home like an inflatable beach ball. And I was looking at that thing going, oh my God. We are taught that the earth is a ball before we can talk. In school, there's a globe in the class. One of the first worksheets we get is a sheet on the orbits of the planets and the sun. And I actually still remember that sheet. I, I did it, I got it right, I was so proud of myself. Uh, Sesame Street has astronauts on, Disney, it's all globe programming. So your entire world belief is around this. If you think about it, they've gotten us at a, a very, very young age with the line. Before we, we have any critical thought, the capability of thinking for ourselves. They've, they teach us lies from the very beginning, from Tooth Fairy, Santa, dinosaurs. You know, with Santa, for instance, I mean, we're taught this lie, you, you better be good. We need you to stay in line and be good. Don't be naughty, be nice. You wanna be on that nice list. Santa will come and bring you these material gifts and then fast forward, you find out Santa isn't real. For what, five, six, seven years, however long the lie went on for, you've been conditioned a certain way to act a certain way, so you'll fall in line. You'll do exactly what mommy and daddy tell you, what the teachers tell you. And when you realize that lie, it, it subconsciously, you, you're, you're taught at that point, it's okay to lie. It's okay to lie. It's okay to accept lies. It's okay for people to lie to you. It's okay for you to lie. So the whole world is a liar. Everyone's a liar now because they were taught at a very young age, it's okay to lie. They get you with these lies of Tooth Fairy and Santa at a young age. So when you're an adult, you can't tell the difference between a lie and, and reality. And when you do find out it's possibly a lie, oh, it's okay. You're subtle. You're, um, you're just, you're passive. You allow the lie because you're just, you're used to, it's okay to lie. You've been conditioned your entire life. It's okay to lie. It's okay to be lied to. So when the lie comes out, people are just like, hey, okay, whatever. Uh, got to turn on my Fox News. Got to go to the bar. Got to go watch my, my, my football. Give them bread and circuses and they will never revolt. When people hear about Flat Earth, when I talk to them about it, they, they think it's the dumbest thing ever. They think I'm uneducated. They, they don't realize that they don't know what they're talking about. And people say, well, what about chips over the horizon? You explain that. What about sunset? You explain that. What about season? You explain that. And then they throw their hands up. They go, well, why does it matter? Why do, what difference does it make? I still have to go to work tomorrow. That's right where they want you. They want you working in your slave job. They want you obeying orders, doing what you're told, and living paycheck to paycheck, and just not realizing where you are. The truth is, we're not spinning out of control, lost in space, where an asteroid could take us out. They want us believing we're running out of fuel. They want us to believe we're running out of food. When anyone can go and get a, a seed, stick it into the ground, water will fall from the sky and food will grow out of the ground. There is no shortage of water, food, space. Every American family could have a half an acre in Texas and the rest of the country would be empty. They're lying about everything. You let your kids get raised and taught by other people that you don't know what they're learning. Everybody's disconnected. There is no harmony or anything going on with human beings. We're all scattered, disconnected, and pretty much what they're doing with teaching us this whole lie about the Earth being a ball and you're flying through outer space and dinosaurs used to roam the earth and if they're these powerful beings could get wiped out by a comet then what are we going to do if a comet comes we're done so the heliocentric model not only manages to keep us all completely worthless floating amongst um, the stars in space but it also keeps us in fear that we're either going to knock into something in the future or there's going to be something that then bangs into us that causes some sort of horrendous collision and we're all going to die or maybe you know some cartoon satellite has found another planet where there could be like flesh-eating monsters on there and it's you know some sort of crazy that they they throw down your face and try and say you know this is as well as everything else that you're scared of keeping your house keeping your health keeping your family together there's also a chance as well that some rock may may fall from the sky and kill you tomorrow and another thing people don't know is that not only in 1920 did Rockefeller change all the textbooks and come up with his own agenda of what they want you to know, but 
there was a man named George Lemaitre. I felt like you know, Einstein passed the torch to him or something. They were good friends, apparently. And George Lemaitre was a Catholic priest. Yeah, a Catholic priest. In 1920, he said, hey, we came from a big bang. It's all about 1920 was a crazy year, huh? 1920, they said we came from a big bang. We exploded from nothing. Well, how do you prove that? Well, no, you can't, but that's what was stated. So here's this Catholic priest where, in my opinion, they knew that even though non-religious people knew the earth was flat and stationary, they were trying to group just call flat earthers at that time. They're flat earthers. They're all religious people. So let's bring forward a Catholic priest. Look, he's not a scientist. He's not government. He's a priest. He's Catholic. He's holy. This is brand new. This isn't thousands of years old. This isn't the Big Bang's been around for thousands of years. Heliocentrism has been around for thousands of years. No, they create fictional characters, Galileo, Copernicus. They, they create characters to support the, the, the New World Order, their agenda. The way they change the entire school system and structure of what we know and all the information and knowledge that we obtain. If it's, if it's false, then yeah, they got their goal. A nation of workers, not thinkers. No one thinks. What's the circumference of the globe? I have no idea. <laughs> How fast is it spinning at the equator? Don't know. How uh, fast is it orbiting the sun? Cody? How you have glasses is- on. You should How know fast- this. <laughs> How fast is the sun, is the sun moving? Man, I, I, you're asking some questions I'm not ready to answer. <laughs> see, this, I, is, this is the point. You guys laugh at flat Earth, but one, you don't know what flat Earth is, and worse is you don't even know what your own solar system is. They don't know their own model. You can ask them, how, what's the radius of the Earth? How was it found? What's the speed of the Earth around the sun? How fast is the Earth spinning at the equator? How fast is it ch- chasing the sun? How, how many miles does it go a year? How far is the sun? Nobody, they don't know any of these things, but yet they defend this and they ridicule and make fun of flat earthers. All the things that I was patronizing and condescending and going, oh, sloughing off, that's not worthy of me. They rose up high level and i remember saying boy the world is flat i'm looking it in the eye i see further i see wider i see clearer i settled on uh, near infrared like some of these cameras can be converted to near infrared you know so then i started taking photos and since i was doing a lot of flying i started going up and boom i was actually amazed to see the incredible flatness that you get from high altitude everywhere i looked there was like clues that yours is flat. And I was like, this is blowing my mind. Everywhere I looked, yours is flat. And NASA is lying about the curvature. So I said, something is eerily wrong over here, man. When I saw across the uh, Gulf, right off the coast of Texas there in Louisiana, flying to Orlando, and I saw all the way out in the distance, and you could even see the rays of light at a different angle. That, that tripped me out. But if you really go up high, then you realize, oh my God, the Earth is extremely flat. This would be impossible on a globe. There is no eight inches per mile square. Equation for curvature of eight inches per mile squared has been debunked over and over again. The flat earthers with their P900s and their P1000 cameras are constantly seeing things way off, way off, beyond the supposed curvature of it. In fact, uh, many tests have been done with lasers, cameras, filming mountain ranges three, four, five, six, seven hundred miles into the horizon, which are visible and shouldn't be visible if we were living on a globe. This is how much distance he covered with his camera. And he could see from here the Rocky Mountains. There you go. There is no eight inches per mile square. There's no way you can see 500 miles on the other side of this ball. There's no buildings that are curving backwards. If point A to point B 
you're on a ball, you know, they're not going to be flat up and down like on on our flat earth. They're going to be like this. There's no tilting. They've measured distances from the base of buildings to the top, level and flat. People look out at the ocean and you see ships and stuff, and it appears like these ships and boats, they go down. And that is a huge factor as to why people think the Earth is round. If you look at the ocean or a lake, it looks flat. Look at that. Look how straight flat that horizon is. Looks flat, doesn't it? See, it looks like a table or a board. Now, once in a while, you might see mountains or hills, but those are just like little bumps on what looks like a flat Earth. As ships sail away, they don't disappear all at once. Now, first, the bottom will disappear. See, the bottom of the ship is gone. Now we can see midway up, and then the whole thing disappears. So people realized that the world is curved. I mean, it's a big curve, but it's curved. That's what we call pseudoscience. You could buy a camera now that zooms times 100, and you could zoom in on these ships and boats, leaving your view, your human eyeballs view, pull out a camera and zoom in on it, and suddenly you're back, it's on top of a level surface, still cruising. So the limit of your vision is where the sky meets the ground due to perspective. As they come together, that's the limit of your vision. That's called our horizon. The horizon is optical. If you had a super zoom camera, you can zoom in and make this angular size bigger to reveal small objects that you couldn't see. And then when you zoom out, it goes back together and things disappear into the horizon, not over. We see skylines uh, beyond what we're supposed to see. I mean, the visibility from 100, 200, 500 miles away, it debunks the whole eight inches per mile squared. Photogrammetry, I think, is one of the, the best way to convince yourself. You do multiple images of the ground, and then you put in a software, and you realize how flat it is. You're seeing it yourself. It's your data. Nobody's lying to you. You've taken the data at yourself. It's not Jay Tolan that's trying to, you know, troll you. Like some people, they're like, he's trolling people, man. And it's not SpaceX or NASA doing it either. It's It's, yourself. Yeah, it's yourself. You're doing your own experiment. Many times when you're looking out over water, there's waves. Well, those waves will block um, entire city skylines. If this was a wave right right near me, if my face was a city skyline, it blocks just the bottom. But if that wave was closer to you, it blocks much more of it. It's all perspective. And I thought I wasn't going to get anything that would beat this until I found this photo. Randmere State Park. This is from Joshua Nowicki. And what you're seeing here is a mirage. Typically, we would not be able to see this. This image would be viewable from much, much higher in the sky up in space. The story has been one of the most viewed stories on our website ever. They say my explanation is a cover-up. A cover-up to their belief that this picture is proof the Earth is flat. The one goal I had was to prove that what people are seeing from the other side of Lake Michigan is not a mirage, that they are actually seeing the city. It's amazing, dude. It certainly did. It's not a mirage, I can tell you that. Our focal point was the Sears Tower, which is also known as the Willis Tower, right? Yes, the Willis Tower. The Willis Tower, and we can see it the entire time. We can see it the entire time. That's not a mirage. That's not a mirage. Remember, you're looking at it's not a mirage. I was shocked to find out that there are a number of people that believe the Earth is still flat and that to them, this is actually proof that the Earth is flat. One person just questioned me and asking me for a retraction of the articles and lies. Uh, a lot of people try and kind of be nice about it. Well, well, are you sure you did it right? And then they send me links and the earth is flat. Uh, and some are just pretty straightforward about it. And the title replies calling me a deceiver and that uh, I should check 
by the Greer quit telling lies on television. It, it got me questioning a lot of things. Was or were my cal- calculations right? No. You can obviously see Chicago from that far away. It really is the Chicago skyline. We can see things farther and farther away than that and prove it. You can prove it yourself. You can go there on a clear day and see the same thing. You can go do the same tests and prove it to yourself. That's the best way to do it, right? Prove it to yourself. You're not taking anyone's word for it. It's, it's You're doing your own experiment. It's not a mirage. It's not an illusion. It's Chicago from 60 plus miles away. I mean, we could barely see the street sign a few blocks ahead of us on a foggy day. I mean, they're spraying our skies with shit all the time. You can open your weather app right now, and it'll tell you the visibility. But that's how far they're telling you you can see through the weather patterns. There's so many different factors of why we can't see that far. We're not superheroes. I mean, take any flat and level road around your house safely. Test it out. Make sure it's level. But you take your camcorder and you bring it all the way down to the ground and you zoom in and, and you see all this distortion and it kind of vaporizes and, and globe heads want to add like that this bridge is bending around a curve and, and there's the curve. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's an optical illusion. That's all it is. This has been replicated many, many times. There is no curvature. Stop fooling yourselves. And even something like the sun, when it goes across this huge plane, it sets and it disappears due to perspective. So you're seeing it come and go on such a vast plane. It's so huge that the sun could come through and go so far away that it just goes out of your view and behind so many false horizons i.e. mountains, trees, forests, city buildings, just really tall things. Keep in mind, the sun is much smaller and close. This is an intelligently designed and created place. As someone who starts rotating around, knowing that we can only see a certain amount of light, I think, what, 1%? There's only, there's only so much light our eyes can actually see. Unless you're on like DMT, I'm sure you can see way more lights. But naturally, we can't see that many lights in the sky. All ancient civilizations spoke about other bodies, other lights in the sky that may or may not be visible to us at any given time. It's crazy though, when you see solar eclipses, you don't see the moon at all. I remember as a kid, I'd be like, where's the moon now? And it's like, you just see this black circle and then it, everything goes back to normal, it seems like. it's like. What the heck just happened? On the total eclipse of the sun, the shadow that the moon casts on the earth is only 70 miles wide. That is impossible. But then they come up with umbra and penumbra, and it's just stuff to confuse your mind. We have an infinitely far sun sending diagonal rays from the side and straight rays from the middle where they cross each other. It makes absolutely no sense. I went live a few years ago on YouTube during the 2018 eclipse in the United States um, on a live event. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. RBN, John Statmiller's Republic Broadcasting Network. RepublicBroadcasting.org.